Thank you for tuning into the Starving Artist Podcast, bringing you meaningful conversations on a weekly basis. This season, we wanted to bring you into the artist psychology and essentially help all of us to understand the doubts that an artist has. What makes you think that you're starving? <laughs> what makes you think that your job as an artist is illegitimate and not enough? And also, uh, how can you support yourself by means of growing in, in so many different areas uh, when it comes to your artistry? So listen in uh, on our conversation, and we hope that you learn along with us. My name is Rocky Cotard. I am your host. I am Professor Rex Xavier Taylor, and uh, we got uh, Katrina, who's behind the scenes today, so she can't really <laughs> shout herself out, but we'll shout her out during this show. Turn over to uh, Katrina to let us know how to uh, follow us on social media. You can watch this entire podcast on our YouTube channel at Starving Artists Podcast. You also see some funny bloopers and a dance battle between Rocky and Xavier, which I'm sure you'll find entertaining. You can also listen on SoundCloud at Starving Artists. Uh, you can connect with us on Instagram at Starving underscore Artist underscore Podcast or on Facebook at StarvingArtist.fb. And you can now support us on Patreon. So head over to our Patreon page at Imagine Action Studios for exclusives like extended interviews and behind the scenes with artists and discounts on merchandise soon to come and much more content um, exclusively for our Patreon members. So as Rocky and Xavier mentioned, a big thank you to all of our subscribers and followers. We definitely appreciate all the positive feedback we've received so far. Some of you have sent us text messages saying how much you appreciate our episodes, but be sure to like and subscribe on the actual online platforms as well. And if this is your first time listening, welcome, and make sure to hit those subscribe buttons. Um, but Rocky, the pickup and the drop-off, you know, today is a really good conversation that we're going to have with you all. Um, what does that term mean? We're, we're getting into the pickup and the drop-off. What does that even mean? So today, as, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be discussing the artist psychology. Um, the pickup and the drop-off essentially deals with a couple of key phrases uh, that we'll discuss. Uh, the artist paralysis, mm. uh, the back burner, which a lot of us are familiar with that yep. term. Oh, yeah. But what really is it? Um, but to get things started, let's discuss um, artist paralysis. I understand you have some uh, explanations as to what that might be, just so that we can have a ground base uh, for our discussion. Yeah, yeah. I just did some light research, mm -hmm. and that terminology, uh, you know, artist block or artist paralysis, uh, the paralysis by analysis, all of that comes from uh, the writer's block. And that term was coined in around 1947 or so. And writers are a form of artists when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so they've always kind of they had that term and so with paralysis comes a, a person who is frozen who's stuck like a deer in the headlights they, they can't been there <laughs> yeah yeah we've all been there mm -hmm. and it's a human emotion because we can all become uh, frozen by uh, overwhelming uh, expectations um, by a lot of things on our plate um, so I always, I, I found it fascinating looking at some of this research um, that that 
that that term, uh, how it was coined um, back in 1947, which is quite a long time ago. <laughs> Pretty long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good to know like the definition of it because I think, I think you know, paralysis is in it. So I think that's kind of like easy to come to the conclusion of. But it's interesting that no matter how you are creative, yeah, there's ways or spaces where that creativity seems to run out. Mm. That's so strange. It's yeah. like you'll get you'll probably get back to it, but there's a place where you get to. I know. Where that creativity or that um, motivation to create uh, goes down. Yeah, and, and it makes me think about some of the questions that we were thinking about mm -hmm. for this production, um, like having things on the back burner. Mm -hmm. um, I call it having projects on the shelf. Um, shelf. <laughs> you know, because dusty I, shelf, the dusty shelf, because the dusty shelf, it, it happens to all of us. We have projects that we want to get back to. Hmm. Um, I have some really like passionate projects. I call them passion projects what that are I have. They? And, uh, you know, one of them um, is like a sci fi kind of novel thing. Mm -hmm. um, I like sci fi, I like gadgets and things of mm -hmm. that sort. Um, it has. You know, it's a weird story, so I won't really get into it. But it, oh, <laughs> I kind of want to know now. <laughs> it, it, ha it has uh, a lot of elements to it that um, I really want to be able to to talk about and mm -hmm. to illustrate. So um, I don't do as much illustration as I used to. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a a project that involves a lot of illustration. I would say, um, for me, what's interesting is like. I think the back burners in on the back burner yeah. exists a lot of my genius projects. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. And on the front, um, at times can exist, you know, uh, things that I'm working on that are for clients, you know. Uh. Uh, of course, the client is, you know, paying, and so oftentimes you have to prioritize their work. Yes. Um, yes. But I think moments of opportunity come to where I'm able to connect those two. But speaking to the back burner and artist paralysis, I think oftentimes there's something that mm. feels great about having a good idea and then mm. not, not feeling like it's a bad idea when you start doing it. Well, <laughs> what's interesting when you said that was sometimes those projects end up there because, you know, you have, prod you have clients and you know you don't want to be starving, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta put food on the table. You gotta finish those projects that are first, and then it's kind of like, you know, the artist is second. You know, mm -hmm. um, but it's important to put ourselves first. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, different methods of dealing with it. Um, I know that one of my, uh, uh, you know, artist colleagues, uh, Michael, you know, mentioning. You know, I probably shouldn't put his information out there like that, but Michael Talbot <laughs> on uh, Instagram mentioning how whatever's due f first, that's the one he'll do yeah. initially. Yeah. Um, that's one way. I think for me it's all about uh, coming up with the right way of doing a project. So even those projects that I'm doing for clients, mm -hmm. I'm finding out a way to bring my passion into it. So um, for me, the artist paralysis piece um, really deals with that back burner, um, having really great ideas, but mm -hmm. somehow, um, you know, prioritizing another idea yeah. or feeling like I'm not yet ready to accomplish that to its full ability. Mm. 
Why do you put things on the back burner? Uh, I, I think a lot of it, too, comes from, you know, sometimes you, you're, you're doubting yourself as an artist. Um, you know, a lot of times I need to have a certain structure, so I have to have my space clean. Um, I have to have things organized. Mm -hmm. um, if they're not organized, then I kind of feel like dis disheveled. Like I, I have to have things in order um, so that I can kind of logically bounce around. Um, we, we're never able to kind of stay on one project. Mm -hmm. We kind of have to bounce around. And I kind of learned that from you, too, because mm -hmm. you, you told me that you had like 20 projects at one time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you can't have 20 can't projects. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes you have to be able to be flexible. Yeah. And so over these past like couple years, I've been being more flexible. Um, so that's probably how, I mean, um, there's a lot of reasons, yeah. you know, there's a lot of reasons. I think you touch on something that I, um, that's very interesting. I think oftentimes like, you know, some artists define art making as being organized. Mm. And then there's artists who define art making as being absolutely oh, not yeah. organized. Jackson Pollock, yeah. when you think about his painting, it's just an explosion of colors. Like, could you ever do something <laughs> like that? <laughs> I, I mean. Maybe, you know, and yeah. I think we exist on different sides of it, but I think it's interesting to know that one thing that may um, kind of bring somebody's artist paralysis to a close mm -hmm. may actually enliven it, you know. Uh, As I was talking to you, um, I think one of the things we mentioned was, you know, I need to clean my studio before I start a new oh, project. yeah. Uh, but if, I don't know about you, like what's your method for starting a new project? Um, so it's, it's not usually in the beginning. It's mm -hmm. usually toward the middle where I notice that things start to go to the dusty shelves. Yeah, <laughs> like um, dusty, dusty. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, have to, I have to be organized from the beginning or I just get kind of lost and things get lost in the shelf. So I'd say I have to be organized. Um, I do like reading, I like research. Mm -hmm. So um, research really helps with um, inspiration mm -hmm. and I like to read. Um, I can't tell you how many times when I read something, I completely go down a rabbit hole and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have put those two things together. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I think um, I'll say this, right? Um, in terms of that point, um, I think the, the next question that kind of comes to mind when you think about the artist paralysis you touched on was, at what point does it happen, you know? When do you throw the project on the back burner? Is it at mm. the beginning, at the middle, or the end? You yeah. mentioned the middle for it's, you. It's usually the so middle. So you start the project, and then right in the middle, you're like, <laughs> 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 you just throw it? Yeah, it's bad, it's bad. Um, because you're just juggling so many different things. So oh, you're like, okay, man. I got this one going. I got the fire going here. All right, let me go to the next one, get the fire gotcha. going here, you know? So I get the fire going, mm -hmm. and um, you know, then it starts smoking, and then I'm going back over to it, mm -hmm. and you know, turn the fire down a little barbecue. bit. Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you, you, Do you, you know how to barbecue? I uh, know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, <laughs> You know, I'm a participant. I, I'm usually yeah, the person. I like, I like to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to do it. I, I usually give the request. I, you know, I want that. Let I me want get this. that piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think I, I can exist. I, 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 you know, even though it sounds like, you know, I probably would not do the middle just because it, it's, it, my reaction to that sounds like okay. I, I would not. But okay. honestly, I am. Um, so for you, it's. It is actually, I think it's the middle too. It's the middle. Okay. Um, I can think of a couple paintings. Um, there's this painting I love. Um, and to this day, it's just like in a thing. Um, it's this really beautiful, it's a beautiful painting, seriously. Um, it's a child that I saw when I was in Haiti. And I was at a soccer game, right? I almost said football, but soccer Same game. Thing, but and then the kid was with their mother and they were just looking back like, like that, and then I took a picture, and un unbeknownst to me, the kid was in the photo, and I was like, whoa, this is so striking. I took the, the photo, and then I painted it on like a rug with beautiful flowers wow. and stuff. Wow, And the face of the kid is on there, the dress and it, their hand, but I just said, wow, this painting is, like, I gotta leave it here, you know? <laughs> I gotta leave it here. Um, I think that was one, and then recently I just finally took something off of the mm. the back burner. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about the with painting the, uh, project with the parents of a friend. Yep. yep. Um, no, not that one. The oh. one of my um, my great aunt, and I think that was mm. purely an emotional process that I was not ready to deal with. Mm. Um, I think those. Well, are... Go ahead. I kind of want to get into that because. Mm -hmm. Some of my research was saying that a lot of times people put things on the shelf because of, sometimes they say confidence, but, mm -hmm. but it, it could be you're not in the right space. Yeah. So like if you have a lot of things going on, you may not have, uh, you may not have not just confidence, but you may not just feel like getting into, mm -hmm. into or getting emotionally invested again mm -hmm. in a piece yeah. or a project because it just takes so much out of you. We know it takes a lot out of you to get back into that zone, mm. to be laser focused. You gotta be all there. Yeah, and I mean, I would say, um, in terms of your art making X, would you consider yourself like a conceptual artist or mm. like an artist that's more looking into the sub, like the, the object? That's a good question. Yeah. I would say when I when I was doing a lot more drawing, mm -hmm. um, still I do a lot of drawing just for storyboards now. Yep. So a lot of it is conceptual. So I would definitely say, um, yeah, I, I like I like the ideas. I like mm -hmm. pitching really good ideas and developing them. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. What about yourself? You're I just wanted to know. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think initially when I started, it was all about drawing like really strong muscles and okay. superheroes and uh, feeling, you know, really comfortable with anatomy. Yeah. Uh, and also just skill set. Um, hmm. As I've kind of gone into making art, it's so funny. Um, sometimes I find myself more attracted to the drawings that I make where I'm just doing something and leaving the rules out and just expressing. Um, yeah, that, so I guess that would mean I'm more conceptual now. Um, I think there's a point at which I make an art piece and then I just say, you know what? Forget about it looking like this. Let's just mm -hmm. make it look like something more than what it is. I hear um, you. I hear you. Yep. So yeah, um, I think 
this uh, concept of like middle and end, and I would love to know from the audience as well, um, you know, for you, how many projects do you have on the back burner? Yes, yes. Right? Comment, uh, reach out to us, let us know, however you, you, you choose to reach out. Because I, I have a passion project that's on the back burner, and it has to do with a project that I'm actually already doing, but I think the project has taken a different form. Mm. I started out as a painting, okay. and then now being, you know, not necessarily now, I always really had those illustrator instincts, but now getting more acclimated with the illustration field, I'm learning that, wait, this series of, you know, fine art paintings are actually a story that I need to follow along. And so I think that's really what's happening here. Mm. Um, and so that's something I want to know from our audience as well. Passion projects that are really based on, uh, that are really in the back burner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and with that too, I know we're kind of up against it with time. With passion projects, um, you kind of want to make sure, because I there's a good procrastination. Mm -hmm. And when I say good procrastination, I mean you can have a project and you need to get away from it. Mm -hmm. And you just need either like a change of space or a change of scenery. And sometimes maybe you might gonna, you, you might want to do some anatomy studies. Mm -hmm. Or you may want to read a book on space travel or something like that. Mm -hmm. just, just to get yourself away from what you're doing um, and picking up something on the shelf. Sometimes uh, there's good procrastination, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So um, before we get into that, which is the solutions, um, which are totally very important to this conversation, uh, we wanted to take a short break. What it means to me is family and family means everything because when Garrett was diagnosed at the age of five and we had to figure out what autism meant and what would be the best services for him it took us on a journey as a family and we thought about what the family needs the family needs shelter it needs food it needs love and support and resources. So our agency is designed to enhance the lives of everyone that has an individual with autism. And we do that by everyday living, um, social skills, uh, healthcare resources, family support groups, and mainly resources. And the individual has to be active. We teach healthy exercising, healthy eating. Um, the family needs to be educated about all of the services that are afforded to them. Because you just don't, are not born with autism and it stops at age five or it stops at age 10. So it's everything. That's what we want to address 
and affect the lives of individuals on all accounts. But we have a secret ingredient. We do it with fun. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. We really appreciate you guys. I mean, uh, there's so many things, you know, that go on. So we, we're happy that you're staying with us to engage in this conversation. Um, so um, before the break, uh, we spoke about solutions. Because initially, we came to you with a lot of problems, yeah. right? Yeah. Things that we have that are on the shelf. But it's, I think it's very productive to think about uh, some takeaways and some solutions that we have found and maybe they may they may uh, prove to be a help to you so X yeah, yeah professor how do you revisit the back burner one of the things in my research I noticed um, they said to acknowledge the the elephant in the room mm -hmm. so the quicker that you're able to acknowledge yes I have one two three projects, mm -hmm. um, develop a plan of action of how you're going to be able to uh, get back to them because you have to get back to them. You just can't forget about them. Even though, you know, that's happened to me. I've forgotten about things. I'm just like, oh, I need to get back to this. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things was, um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about um, reading. Mm -hmm. When you read... Um, like there's a book, I don't know if you heard about it, um, Mice and Men. Mm -hmm. um, I started this book and I was like, I have to get back to this book because it's such a wonderful book. And then the book that we're reading about the pitch, mm -hmm. um, the manifesto or the pitch without, the wind without pitching manifesto. Yes, yes, yep. Blair yep, Ennis. Yep. Uh, excellent book. I've been reading more. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, artists, you know, when you're, when you're creating things, you're being, you know, you're taking them from life and you're bringing them into your canvas. You're bringing in wow. your experiences. Mm -hmm. And so the only way you can kind of be inspired is to take in more experiences. And that will, surprisingly, that will help motivate you and stimulate you to be like, okay, I want to try something new here. Yeah. Um, so it's not really a... A direct answer mm -hmm. to your question no that is but that was one of the things I, I read about and I was like wow that's really fascinating taking in new experiences so essentially if you're not focusing on your own work likely it means you're uninspired and you need to find inspiration yeah, yeah. and I agree with that um, because for me sometimes I'm making a painting and it's not that I get tired of seeing my own brush strokes or anything a little bit sometimes <laughs> but it's more so I need to sh change how I'm doing things mm -hmm. to make it like a challenge <laughs> okay <laughs> you know okay. Um, it's not to make it like a impossibility but to get to a point where I haven't been before hmm. um, and I think that's really an amazing thing when I can look at a painting and say this feels different 
Like, I feel like I've grown here. Have you ever just taken a painting and just, like, <laughs> smashed it? No. Just, just thrown it no. in the trash? <laughs> I don't think I've ever even, like, crumpled up a piece of paper. I always, oh, yeah? When I was in high school, I think that was, like, a big issue for me. Like, oh. a person would draw out a really nice drawing yep. and say, Oh, God, I made a mistake. Well, so, I, I never... It's never funny you that. mentioned that. I just told Katrina that she, she had made a painting and she was throwing it in the trash. I was like, don't throw this in the trash. Yeah. Don't throw it in the trash. Save those paintings. Save those things. Sell them. You, you can <laughs> sell them, but I feel like you, you grow, you'll grow from yeah. them. You know, they're, they're good, you know, yeah. they're, they're good kind of launch pads. Like, oh, you know what? I can be even better. You know? Yeah, I think um, the point to revisit it, um, getting re-inspired, I think some of my really strong projects have come out of uh, those spaces. Uh, looking into people like, um, what do you call, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, the guy who cut off his ear. Oh, uh, not Degas. Um, Literally, Gauguin? I'm so sorry. Not Gauguin. Why am I Van forgetting? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I'm, I'm, I'm Go. going, I'm going <laughs> through my roller deck. Picasso, <laughs> yeah. not Picasso. Van Gogh. Uh, um, Gauguin, not Gauguin. I think seeing some of his paintings, uh, getting to go into like the space where, I forget the name of the museum, but it's one of those immersive experiences of his work. Okay. Super, super amazing learning about his life. Uh, but the project I'm speaking to particularly. Um, is it the Starry Night? Yeah, uh, not actually. I think the Starry Night is nice, you but know it's not my favorite one. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I love yeah. the sunflowers, the story of the sunflowers. Ah, I don't know that. Yeah. Turns out, okay. Just, okay, can you just tell giving us you guys yeah, information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, the sunflowers, uh, as the immersive kind of ex exhibit helped us to understand, it was essentially a way for him to pay people, like when he didn't have the money. <laughs> so it was really beautiful. So. It's sort of like giving you a flower to, you know, that's how I imagine it. You know, hey, I don't have money. Will you take this flower? So he'd make paintings for people he owed, um, and then they would take it. Um, very heart-wrenching exhibit. It was painting of flowers. Yeah, sunflowers. You know the sunflowers? No, oh. I don't know this. Those I don't are know this. really cool, man. Okay, um, okay. Throughout my life, I've collected super, and I, honestly, sunflowers are becoming, not even becoming, they're one of my favorite flowers because of his paintings, wow. of him, which is so wow. ridiculous. We kind of digress, but I like that story. <laughs> that's, that's a good digression. Good there. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do recommend uh, going to visit that uh, museum. But Was it MoMA or? No, Moma? it was, in, it's in Boston. It's in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in terms of the experience um, of reading Ma Mouse, I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, yes. That book, I read it, I was really sad for a moment, but yeah. then Great out of the sadness, novel. yeah. Out of the sadness, I created my own book, and it sort of rewired my brain into thinking of how can I take everyday stories of people that I meet um, and mm. see the wonder and the travel and the amazingness of them. And so, getting into that project, I felt very comfortable uh, to talk about myself, you know, mm. which was really interesting. Hearing somebody else's story. Makes you, you want, want to talk, talk about, about me, yourself. Oh, okay. which is kind of not. <laughs> I don't know if that's like commendable, but it made me want to tell stories that that pushed, you know, um, bravery. I think, mm. yeah. Okay. So um, I guess that's that's my connection. But I think just some um, uh, typical things that relate to um, quick things that will help your artist block potentially. 
I think the concept of time uh, is okay. certainly one. Sometimes yeah. people have a lot of time, and I hate to be the one to say, but I know it for me. Sometimes I, I get back home and I'm on Instagram <laughs> for a long time, oh, and no. I could be painting. You Social know? media. <laughs> and it's such a tragedy, and I go through these spaces of, I'm not going to be on social media. Like, I need to feel better mm. and do something, you know, because this is making me sad. So that's definitely one. Um, but I also understand that it has a back and forth process. Yeah. Yeah. So it can help you and it can also hurt you. So, so like, how do we how do we wrap this this segment up? How, how do we talk about, you know, you know, being positive and helping people getting out of that block, you know, fight the block, people. Fight the block. Um, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a movement. Fight the block. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a T-shirt, actually. Fight the yeah. block. But I digress again. You know, um, how, what, what do we leave them? I with? guess um, for me, it would actually have to be. Um, I think it would be the thing you mentioned. Um, get inspired, because every t like I get so excited about people's work. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that, because learning about what you're doing helps me to formalize and learn about different structures for what I'm doing. I think even oh. for bringing the Starving Artist podcast to a studio space, which is yeah. such a great thing, it, it's opened up a method of creativity that I was not necessarily aware of. So thank Excellent. you. Excellent. <laughs> so we end on that note, mm -hmm. people. Um, this is Professor Rex. Rocky Kotar. This is Katrina. And so we'll close out the Starving Artist Podcast. The Starving Artist Podcast. Yeah, this was good. That was good. That, that was, was good. good. Yeah.